Grace and peace, everyone. Grace and peace. We thank God to be here on this Saturday, October the 3rd, 2020. It is day three of our 10-day fasting, praying, and reviving. We thank God for you, you, and you. It's your girl, none other than Pastor Brenda G. Jones, also known as Pastor BJ Connections. And so I am excited to be with you all on today. Hallelujah. Bless his name, oh God. Hallelujah. We worship God on this this day. We worship him. We glorify him and we magnify him for he is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, oh God. Hallelujah. I hope you all are doing well. I hope you all are staying focused and, and, and getting yourself to that place where you need to be at in God. This is the third day. The last couple of days we've been emptying out. We've been emptying out and we've been, uh, amen, we, 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 we heard in Matthew 6, 5 through 18, Jesus taught on prayer and then he taught, taught on fasting. And then day two, during our fasting, praying and reviving, uh, we talked about David in Psalms 51 and 10 and how David pleaded with God. Hallelujah. Whatever you do, oh God, I know I messed up. I know I did wrong. I know I, you know, wasn't right, God. But whatever you do, don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. And we focused on um, verses 4, 7 and 10 of Psalms 51. But read that entire psalm. And so um, today we are coming before God's holy throne and we are seeking his face. And we want to go into Jeremiah. We want to go into Jeremiah, the 29th chapter. Many of us know this so very well. And we oftentimes are drawn to, we're drawn to the 11th verse of Jeremiah 29. And you hear that quoted a lot and rehearsed a lot, Jeremiah 29 and 11. But I want to deal really with the 12th through the 14th verses because oftentimes we will stop at that 11th verse but you got to read beyond that that's where it gets good that's where it really gets good you think jeremiah the 11 29 and 11 the 11th verse is powerful but you when you read the 12th through the 14th verses my god hallelujah hallelujah jesus thank you lord god thank you jesus hallelujah thank you lord god Hallelujah, Jesus. I worship you, oh God. In day three, during this fasting, praying, and reviving, you know, uh, uh, we got to understand something that uh, we can ask God for whatever we want according to his will. He will, he will grant it and he will answer it according to his will for our lives. And, 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 and so, um, but during this time, there has to be a level of commitment. Mm -hmm. There has to be a level of, I am committed to this thing, oh God. Not only am I committed to this time of fasting, praying, and reviving, but God, I am committed to you. Yes, I am. Hallelujah. And so um, there has to be a purposeful, we have to be purposeful in our pursuit. Let me say it that way. We have to be purposeful in our pursuit of God. There's a reason why you've been, you know, drawn to fast during this time with us. There's a reason why God has connected you to fast with us during this time, because there is a purpose in your pursuit with God. 
And oftentimes we don't understand where our life is at sometimes. And we don't understand the things that we have to go through and we had to endure. But there was a purpose for it. There's a purpose for the pain. There was a purpose for the disappointment. There was a purpose for everything that has transpired in your life. Now your job or your mission is to find out what that purpose was or what that purpose is. Whoo. Right? So when we read in Jeremiah 29 and 11, or excuse me, Jeremiah 29, 10 through verses 14, because that's where we're going to focus our attention. 10 through verse 14. The Bible says, for thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished, verse 10 of the 29th chapter of Jeremiah, after 70 years have been accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and mm. causing you to return to this place. Look at this. The children of Israel, because of their disobedience, because they were not focused on God, because they were focused on the idols and the nations around them. But God had to get their attention. And God said, you're going to have to go through this thing. God tells them, you're going to have to do your 70 years. Yes, yes, you are. God said, you're going to have to endure all that. I'm allowing you to endure. But look what he says. He says, but after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you. When I see that you have had enough, I'm going to visit you. And when somebody comes and they visit you, they, you know that they're not just coming just to look, but they're coming to talk to you, either to bring you something, receive something from you, or whatever the case might be. But God said, I'm going to visit you and causing you to return to this place. So you got to understand something. The children of Israel, God had made a promise to them, Abram, Abraham. And he told him, I'm, I'm taking you to the land that flows with milk and honey, the land of Canaan, which was a polytheistic nation. They were an idol worship nation. They were people that did not believe and worship God, the true and the living God. And so what happened, God said, I'm going to give you their land to the children of Israel because you are my chosen people. And so what happens, they enter into this land and God told them, listen, don't worry about the surrounding nations. They were surrounded by their enemies. Ooh. Not only were they surrounded by their enemies, they took over their enemy's land. And God said, I'm blessing you with this land. God said, but I want you to deal with the idols of worshiping and all that they're doing, the surrounding nations. I don't want you to do that. But what happened? The children of Israel forgot God. And I know I'm talking fast because I'm trying to get to a point. And this is not my point that I'm trying to be at. So what happens is that he allowed the Babylonian nation to come. And drive them out of their land that God had promised them. And take them into captivity. And he said for 70 years. But if you read kind of. If you read and you study. You find out it wasn't quite 70 years. God released them before actual 70 years. You know theologians go back and forth about that. But that's not our purpose for today. And during this time. But anyway. And 
so what happens is God tells them, he says, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to this land. The same land that I had you driven out of is the same land that I promised you, which I'm going to bring you back again. Ooh, Jesus. And verse 11 says, he says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. I know that everything that's happening to you, everything that's happening to you right now is, it's not for your demise. It's not for your destruction. It's, it's to get your attention. This fast, this praying, this fasting and this praying is to get your attention. And not only to get your attention, but to also get God's attention. God, here I, here I, here am I. Your servant heareth. Woo. Yes, 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 yes. He said, because there's an expected end to this thing. So what's, look, this is, these are, these, these, these are the power verses, I think. Verses 12 through verse 14. He says, then shall you call upon me. Look at God. He says, then shall you call upon me and you shall, and you shall go and pray unto me. Look what God says. He says, you're going to find me and I'm going to visit you, but you're going to call upon me like you've never called upon me before. And you shall go and pray unto me. You shall commune with me. You shall have dialogue with me. Whoo. God's trying to tell you something. God is trying to minister unto you. He says, and I will hearken unto you. I will listen. I will be attentive unto you. Verse 13 and say, you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with your whole heart. My God. With your whole heart. And I will be found of you. That's why I'm saying you got to be committed to this thing. Because your heart got to be in it. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Your heart got to be in this thing. He says, and I will be found of you, saith the Lord. And I will return your captivity, everything that was taken. I will return your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations, all the ones that I allowed you, that, allow, that I allowed to drive you out of your land, all the ones that are surrounding you. Listen what he says. He said, I'm going to pull you away. I'm going to bring you back and bring you closer back unto me. But I'm going to do it in the same place that you were driven out of, the same place that I promised you and I gave you. That I then allowed you to be driven out of. But I'm going to give it back to you. And I'm going to pull you back to myself. Woo, because why? You sought me. You searched for me. And you found me. That's what God says. You called upon me. And God said, I will gather you from all nations. And from all the places. Whether I have driven you um, say of the Lord, I will bring you again unto the place whence I've caused you to be carried away 
in captivity. We have to know and understand. We have to be purpose, purposeful in our pursuit of God. We have to be purposeful in our pursuit of God. This ain't a time just to say, I just did it. This is not a time just to say, oh, I prayed. No, I am purpose. I am purposeful in my pursuit of God. Woo, my God. Oh, God, thank you, Jesus. I am purposeful in my pursuit of God. And not only am I purposeful in my pursuit of God, I have to know the commitment of knowing that God will return, restore, and revive. I have to know the commitment of knowing. I got to be committed to knowing That's how I want to say it. I have to be committed to knowing that God will return, restore, and revive. Somebody say that God is about to return. He's about to restore. And he's about to revive. Jesus. God is about to return, to restore, and revive. I am committed and purposeful in my pursuit of God. Look with this. God said, because of the children of Israel, he said, there's going to come a time. There's going to come a time and a point and a place where you're going to call upon me like you've never called before. You're going to seek after me like you've never sought before. And guess what? And when you do, Oh, my God, when you do, when you call on me, when you seek me, when you pray unto me, look what he says in verse 11, excuse me, in verse 12, he says, call upon me, pray unto me, seek me, search for me, Jesus My God, that's what we're doing. Purposeful in our pursuit of God. Oh, my God. Verses 12 and 13. My God. And then in verse 14, he says, I will be found in you. Look what he says. I will be found in you. Oh, God, my God. Oh, Jesus. During this fasting, praying, and reviving, call upon the name of the Lord. Pray unto him. Seek his face. Search for him. Because the Bible declares unto us there are higher heights and deeper debts. Debts in God. Search for him like you've never searched before. He said, and then I will be found in you. See, I know we get stuck at the 11th verse, but it's the 12th through the 14th verse that holds the power. Oh my God, Jesus. So we're purposeful in our pursuit of God. 
the commitment of knowing we have a commitment of knowing that God will restore return restore return and revive father we thank you we bless your name oh God and we worship you Jesus we worship you Jesus we worship you oh father God we come before you right now oh God Lord God we're seeking your face right now father we are committed in our pursuit of you Jesus Jesus, hallelujah, Lord God. We're calling upon your name even now, Father. Jesus, we're praying unto you and we're seeking you, God. And we're searching for you, God. And we want you to be found in us, Jesus. Jesus, right now, I pray right now, God, that you will, Lord God, hallelujah, help us to stay focused, God. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, hallelujah, Jesus. Help us, Lord God, hallelujah, to pursue after you like we've never done before, Jesus. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now, God, that our commitment in our heart, Lord God, is toward you, God. Lord God, hallelujah, Lord God. Lord God, not to things on this earth, Lord God, but God, toward heaven, God. We're seeking those things which are eternal right now, Father. And God, I pray right now that you will, Lord God, mend us up, God. Pull us up and out of and away from, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, everything, God, that is not like you right now, Father, I pray that you will move upon us, God, pull us up and out and away from, God, in the name of Jesus, that you may return us and restore us and revive us, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, God, I pray, oh God, that you, Lord God, would continue to do the work on the inside of us, God, Oh, God, we need you, God, like we never needed you before, God. God, God, you're worthy, oh, God. God, you're worthy, oh, God. Oh, God, do the work on the inside of us, God. We thank you and we bless you, Jesus. We glorify you, for you alone are worthy, oh, God. Jesus, Lord God, hallelujah, we're not going to let you go until you bless us, oh, God. We're not going to let you go until you, Lord God, restore us, revive us, and return us. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, God, have your way, oh Father, and we thank you and we praise you, God, in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. We love you and we adore you. For it is so and it shall be. In Jesus' name. Don't forget to pray this evening at 6 p.m. Don't forget to pray this evening at 6 p.m. Be committed. We're purposeful in our pursuit of God. We're committed of we're committed to knowing of knowing that God will return, restore, and revive. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We love you. We'll be back tomorrow at 12 noon.